Well, hello and thanks for coming, UK. My name is Seth. What is yours? Hey, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stony. Hi, I'm fired up and I, <laughs> I'm not thinking straight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome oh back, Queen. We are back, back, back again <laughs> with another podcast dedicated to RuPaul's Drag Race UK. But before we get into that, how's everyone been? Uh, Busy, booked, blast, the usual. Um, it's been a good week. I can't complain. Pretty boring over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. I went to like a cool karaoke burlesque show where like burlesque dancers were singing while people did karaoke uh-huh. or they were dancing they were dancing i don't know what i just said yeah anyways that was the highlight of my week (laughs) (laughs) no you know we've been busy with moving stuff so we're not gonna bore you with the gory details of home ownership Um, mind you this is round two we're not completely new at this just certain elements so just dealing with getting settled and lack of sleep so hopefully restful sleep comes soon yeah aren't you guys (laughs) pitching aside podcast hgtv about your new home Ooh, that would be a good idea. Yeah, with like the good bones. <laughs> Ooh, let me make a mood board. Maybe I can have a pitch ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we'll keep you guys updated, but we have a lot of hot tea to get into this week. So I'm just stirring my little cup over here. Um, before we get into anything too deep, I just wanted to say that I was really excited because I saw that Trixie Mattel announced a new tour in 2020. Yes, we've all seen Trixie live. We know that's going to be a good show. So congrats, Trixie. Hopefully it delivers faster and swifter than Stacy did. <laughs> Ooh, T. <tea. laughs> Ooh, girl, didn't know that one was coming. Oops. (laughs) But um, no, congratulations for real, Trixie. Yeah, she said that there's going to be a full backing band, so maybe she'll be playing more of her music, which I'm all for because I love her music, so I'm looking for that pre-sale code. (laughs) I know, full backing band, you know it's going to be a good show. We can all appreciate a live instrument here at TFC. For sure. And I just watched her Skinny Legend show that she put on iTunes. She put her special up on there, girls. You guys can buy it for $9.99, I believe, on iTunes. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe we need to watch that. It was really funny. I'd suggest it. Okay. I did hear some jokes from the Moving Parts tour that I attended. I did not attend Skinny Legend, so I did recognize a little bit of the material, but it was really funny. Okay, good tea, good tea. Yes, next tea, we have an announcement of a new series in the RuPaul's Drag Race franchise. RuPaul's Drag Race Celebrity. Oh. Oh. The excitement just oozing from our mouths right now. (laughs) Yes, Living Mama. So fun. Who's excited? What is this? 
<laughs> I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the show is a series of drag queens that are more popular, like Trixie, Monet, Bob, uh, tr- I think Trinity K. Monet, Bonet. Okay. One of the three Ninas that weren't specified. Oh shit! <laughs> she just said Nina. Like there are, like there's only one. <laughs> She's like surprise wild card. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's like it better be Nina Bonina. <laughs> oh my gosh, cheekbones. Yes, Asia O'Hare, I believe, is attached to the project, so okay. they will be putting celebrities into drag. Mm, I was wondering how this was gonna work because I was just thinking to myself, is this gonna be another mask singer show but with drag? I don't know. This is the price that we're paying for it to be on VH1 because we knew it was gonna be some like celebrity rehab edition of Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just read you Nick's tweet about this that just came in? Because <laughs> it's Please making me do. laugh so much. <laughs> Please do. I'm slacking on my tweets. A heterosexual consultant, Nick, friend of the pod, just tweeted us and says, why not just put it in an episode of the regular season? Please do not. I repeat, do not saturate <laughs> Drag Race for me. Uh, I feel like that's what's happening. Nick hit the nail on the head with that one. This yeah. is an oversaturation. It's too soon we're doing just fine with regular seasons and barely breathing into all stars why why just why do we need this right like give us a fucking christmas special or something like we don't need like this to be a whole fucking series i know girl rue go on vacation let michelle play with one of these shows for (laughs) a couple weeks like not this though no girl i know i was tweeting i was like i'm getting so overwhelmed with drag race it's kind of like i mean i love drag race and watching the show but as a podcast and like keeping up with everything is just so exhausting and um like if they keep doing this like i'm just like can we we maybe we just don't do the do drag race recaps anymore i don't know well it's gonna be that or that tea will go over to our patreon because rue wants to take up so much of our precious time yes girl and remember listeners we have fun doing this we love doing it for you but my goodness after a bit here it's going to be impossible to keep up with every rupaul's drag race show yeah girl i'm like just not sure like i don't know maybe we get like rupaul's drag race uganda or something cool (laughs) like that like i'll be excited again i don't know this whole series celebrity drag race i don't know like (laughs) i'm worn out just talking about it now (laughs) I know. I don't want to really podcast about it, like, other than making fun of it. So maybe we can do, like, a, like, a drunk, like, let's just trash this shitty series. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like such a reach. Like, I'm just like, why do we need this? Who is this for? Yeah. Uh, heterosexual white people. (laughs) And you know that, like, the celebrities are going to be, like, people like Frankie Grande or something. Oh, my God. I'm going (laughs) to kill someone. Frankie Grande's on this show. I will break the TV. I will knock it over. Shout out to the ladies on Food for Thought, who I'm sure also (laughs) crying about at the thought of Frankie Grande. (laughs) It's probably going to be like lots of VH1 crossovers too. So look out for like the whole Love and Hip Hop crew. Oh, Oh my God. Pumpkin, maybe. Are you the one cast members popping up? Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Maybe some people from Big Brother. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) All right, you guys, one more story to discuss. And I did subtweet about it a little bit this morning. (laughs) Uh But 
we uh we wanted to comment officially about another podcast that also appeared on the top seven RuPaul's Drag Race podcast list in Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna name names, but let's just <laughs> let's just say one of the queens was kicked off her season <laughs> of Drag Race. For breaking the rules, right? Some for whatever breaking the shit. law, breaking the law. Yes. So I was listening to the latest hot goss. Oh gosh, we're giving away now. I was listening to the new T podcast <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> and they were commenting about other RuPaul's Drag Race podcasts, like they should be the only one to be discussing RuPaul's Drag Race. They shaded the official RuPaul's Drag Race UK podcast like that's not a good look, sis. They are the official they're the official podcast as mandated by World of Wonder <laughs> or RuPaul. Right. And not to mention, as we discussed last week on the show, that there is a individual that's co-hosting the show that works directly with the show as a consultant. So, you know, what happened to that decoration or that detail there? Right. And also, like, they probably understand more that what's going on than these American queens would because they are from UK and know the more subtle shade and the more subtle things that are happening in the show to talk about. Yes, the language, the nuances of the drag and how all of that relates over there. They know that not, you know, two queens with two large of heads maybe right now to remember where they came from and the people who built them up to be able to even have a podcast to talk about the show and do the same shit that everybody else is doing, but you're more successful just because you happen to be on the show. You forget who watches the show and who gives you these numbers. So you just really need to be careful with these comments. Also, they're not even the OG podcast anyway. That would be All Right, Mary. So shout out to Kiki. Right. Like they came later. So it's like, don't like talk about like, oh, no one should be podcasting when you bitches like all right mary grizzly kiki have been podcasting for a long ass time about drag race before it was even like super popular so they need to calm the fuck down (laughs) yeah right and to me it sounds a little totalitarian to have only rupaul's drag race podcast brought to you by rupaul's drag race queens about rupaul's drag race like there's no like degree of separation there right right the whole reason that like people like us are podcasting about drag race is because we're fans of the show and that's why the show is so popular because you have like such diehard fans like us you know that are into the show and want to talk about the show so right and let's throw out some credentials here mama just so we're not acting like entitled drag race stands yeah personally i've been going to drag shows for a about 12 13 years now so before i even watched rupaul's drag race Mm -hmm. i've been out supporting the local dolls and before i even knew any of the drag race girls so i think i'm a little bit qualified to talk about rupaul's drag race as a fan of drag who actively goes to bars to support local queens same i agree 100 on that point exactly same here same timeline and also 
you never know what other qualifiers you have. Like all of us, well, two thirds of us on this podcast have played instruments and have gone through all of that. So we kind of have a performance kind of eye when we're looking at the show as well. And, you know, even if somebody doesn't have a performance background or acting background, any fresh take on what the viewership is consuming and seeing week to week, that's what we need in like the media. We can't just have like, the queen's giving us whatever tea and your inside jokes that no one understands but we'll laugh because oh that's her personality it can't be all that well and that's what makes podcasts so fun and unique is that you have all these unique people with their own voice being able to like have their message so like you can't just be like oh well there shouldn't be others like that's the whole point of the fucking podcast community is like we're all here like and we all have a voice so willem just needs to go back to her shitty youtube yeah and don't get shitty with me (laughs) if i don't have weed for you at a show when all you've said to me is hi like don't be so entitled boo boo yeah for real. I, I don't know. It's just like, I'm not, I don't mean to rag on these two queens because, you know, I still do like them. Um, one more than, <laughs> one more than the other. But, um, but yeah, to me, it's just, is like, this is, this is what overall made me upset is that we're all a part of the same community. And instead of tearing other people down and acting like you're the only ones entitled to, you know, doing a drag race podcast is just like, you know, it's kind of like sad, to be honest, because we should all be supporting each other in the community. Uh, We've been very supportive of our other RuPaul's Drag Race podcast sisters, and then also just other podcasts that we just are really becoming friends with as well. You know, there's room for everybody in this world to have a voice. And if you have a crowd, then you have a crowd and you don't have to put other people down to like make yourself seem like the authority on drag that's right because at the end of the day we all have microphones and voices nowadays so just keep it cute and keep it pushing be thankful for that you have the platform that you do i'm very much that customer that just will log off and unsubscribe without looking back call Mm -hmm. it cancel culture whatever i call it a timeout if that's how you want to be then i just won't support you for a while yeah so that was just a little upsetting to hear on the pod this morning that i was listening to uh still will listen you know here and there to the i just mainly listen to the uh the tea podcasts but uh not the episodic topical podcast that everyone else is doing as well yeah <laughs> that everyone else has probably already done um yeah. <laughs> and i get it like you know being a drag queen is hard work you know putting yourself into makeup and being that skilled and polished is a skill that i don't have but just because i'm not getting dressed up like that doesn't mean i'm not getting into drag every day wearing clothes that i would prefer not to wear to my place of employment and acting and dealing with all the heterosexual people's bullshit at work (laughs) so yeah fair you know it's uh, drag is different for everybody so let's not quantify it or judge people on it like the boulets do on dragula (laughs) that's right and shout out to all the shows out there that do have queens local queens on their shows that shows who's out there doing the homework and who are fans of the art of drag so just keep all that in mind people and let's move forward on a positive note yes girl so 
moving on with our cis male fucking podcast that we aren't stars of RuPaul's Drag Race, why don't we go <laughs> ahead and get into episode four of Drag Race UK? Oh, yeah. We have a show to talk about. Oh, yeah. Honesty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, welcome back to the Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are back, back, back again to discuss episode four of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Already episode four. I hope your wigs are glued down tight, ladies and gents, and non-binary royalty, because the season is flying by. Oh, my God. Yeah, girl, it's going to be over before we know it. (laughs) It really will. It's crazy. It's already episode four, because we know there's a handful of queens, basically, at the start. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, even Snatch Game felt a little bare with only the, what was it, seven of them? I know, right? It was a small group, yes. Yeah. But we'll get there. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, We'll start from the very top of the program. Miss Vinegar Strokes has been eliminated. It's been nice to see a girl. Uh, Peace out, Vinegar. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens uh, with her post RuPaul's Drag Race glow up. I love seeing the queens after they leave the show. And I think that Vinegar is going to step it up for all of us and her fans. Same. Yeah, girl, make sure you buy camp on iTunes. Oh, yeah. I need I need to cop that. Is that what the kids still say? Probably not. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm dating myself. Yes, girl. So we all gather at the couches. Davina feels like she's finally arrived in the competition. And then they start to discuss about giving like help. Like, are we going to help each other? Like, you know, now that we're getting closer to the end of the competition. And uh, some Ting Wong says, yeah, I'll accept your help, Vivian, going forward. Because... <laughs> She see, she like acknowledges that she has a hard time accepting help. Yeah, and I mean, that's a real thing. But also, like we said last week, don't expect people to take your advice. But at least something did say that. Like, she's open, right? Yeah. And then the next day, they all come into the workroom. And they're around the table discussing who will be the top performers of the week. And Blue and Cheryl both say that they will be the ones on the top. I like it. I like this energy. Just claim it. Yes, girl. Grab it by the balls. Ooh. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get right into it in this episode, and the maxi challenge this week will be the Snatch Game. We've arrived. Yay. Congratulations, queens. You made it. Yeah. But why was there not the library open this week? I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe they just read each other enough, like, as it is. <laughs> That's true. Just a polite dragging week to week uh, with the UK girls. Maybe they're saving it for, like, top three or something, you think? I don't know. Maybe next week. It's more fun when there's more queens, though, because, I don't know, like, we can't do it with just, like, three queens. That would be boring as hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, girl. So then, you know, they're all getting their characters kind of discussing who's going to do what. And Davina decides that um, she is doing Margaret Thatcher and Bag of Chips wants to be Margaret Thatcher. So shade rattle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like this is fine. If you're going to be the same personality or person on snatch game as another queen just go for it and may the best woman win exactly girl 
But instead, Davina decides to do Julia Childs and gives Baga her outfit even to sh- that she was going to use because she said that Baga's outfit was shite. Uh, I can't wait for the reunion because these talking heads are so shady. I wouldn't have given her my outfit, though. I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> I just, it was way too nice. And like, we can get into it after the Snatch Game, but I don't know. Once you like go down that route and you're just like, oh, here, take my outfit and do wh- who I was going to do. It's like, okay, now you've lost like all right to bitch about anything that happens at this right. point. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I don't think she did either. Yeah. And see, she wouldn't have gotten my outfit because I would not have been changing my person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she was reclaiming her time like in the untucked portion Davina did mm-hmm. uh, where people were like talking over her and stuff. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think she really complained. But yeah, I don't know that I would have given her the outfit either. Like she came with what she came with. You know, she knew what she was doing. That's right. But I also feel like bag of chips gets away with like a lot and not putting a lot of effort into like the outfits. Well, that's why I was thinking they should have just had two Margarets because that would have been Davina's time to shine. I think Davina, even in the Rue sessions in the workroom, clearly was more comfortable with the idea of doing Margaret. So why not just stick to your guns and bag us tough competition? Like, this is the time to hit the bitch with the yellow school bus. Right. (laughs) Shake her up a little bit. I don't know. (laughs) Right. And I don't know. You have to imagine that Davina probably went in thinking, okay, I am doing Margaret that. So she probably had practiced it mm-hmm. and was probably really good with it. So I don't know. She just, I just think she should not have backed down and should went with what she came in wanting to do because it's not like she, she has like the acting chops where she could have done it. Whereas like if somebody else like, oh, well, I'm not very comfortable doing acting challenges or that type of thing, then I could see why you would want to back down. Mm-hmm. Right. And also too, like, I feel like, Part of me wonders if Baga really only came with the one outfit or if she could have pulled something else together because I feel like she sort of pulled like the sympathy card uh-huh. and I part of me thinks like it's just her being like a little evil genius. I mean, that's all it is. Look at the talking heads. Like that's exactly what it is. And that's why Baga would not have gotten my outfit because I fully agree with you, Seth. Baga gets away with a lot because of that personality, but that can't be the only thing. It's Drag Race UK, sure, but you still have to have some kind of level up in other areas besides your comedy. For real. Well, enough of that. Let's move on to the uh, table visits. RuPaul brings in Alan Carr to do the table visits because he doesn't know who any of the UK celebrities are. So he needs Alan Carr there to help him. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. That did not register across my mind. That's probably why Ru needed a little chaperone. I mean, basically. Granted, Ru in the past... Because didn't Ru in the past like bring Bianca in for Snatch Game? Yeah. Like, so there is precedent there, but I don't know. We know why... Really, though, girl? Because she's not edumacated <laughs> enough? Yeah. She hasn't been <laughs> sipping that Earl Grey long enough to really let it seep in that brain? Yes, girl. I just wanted to bring up the awkward moment between Alan Carr and Crystal when Alan Carr was talking about the tit shrug. Um, <laughs> and Crystal's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, am I supposed to play the, up this joke or do I just not know it? <laughs> or like, it was so awkward. <laughs> 
I actually didn't catch that, like, or feel that awkwardness until we rewatched the episode because I was just upstairs on the couch, like, oh, <laughs> oh. you're alone, Alan. Sorry. <laughs> I could just feel Crystal's like aura screaming, like, get me the fuck out of here. I know, because you know it's way worse for the, the um, contestant. Just like, oh shit. <laughs> right. So then they go to Viv's table, and I was just wondering, like, how many sets of false teeth does she have? Like, she was like cycling through all her pairs just to, <laughs> you know, get the, <laughs> those teeth in. <laughs> like, there was like, oh, let me take these teeth out. Like, aren't those supposed to be your normal teeth? What the hell is going on here? I think Vivian uses flippers. That's like a term in the pageant world for like the teeth that you just put over your own and it kind of makes them look like nice and pretty. But yeah, I was like, holy shit. She has every piece of every outfit just ready in her pockets. So at least she's yeah. prepared. <laughs> for real. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> So then they make it to something Wong's table and Rue's like, oh, you're so funny. And then something was like, really? <laughs> not a good sign. Yeah. I was like, well, this is not going to go well for her this week. Uh, I wanted something Wong to do so much better. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted her to do much better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then something goes to Blue and to Cheryl and wants their help to decide which character to be and they're trying to guide her towards what they think is going to be a better choice for her, David Attenborough, and eventually she agrees. So we're like seeing, you know, a little bit of full circle here. Mm-hmm. Then it's time for the Snatch Game. So let's just get into it. This is what you've all been waiting for us to talk about. Uh, the special celebrity guest hosts or contestants, I guess you should say, uh, would be Stacey Dooley and Lorraine Kelly. Were either of you familiar with these ladies? No. Okay. Same. I was just making sure. I was like, I have no idea who these ladies are. Uh, they were both very charming women. Yes. <laughs> I feel like red I've hair. heard the name Lorraine Kelly, but I don't know who she is. Same. Yeah. I don't know. What did you guys think of Snatch Game? Like, let's start with the highlights. Who do you think succeeded in their Snatch? I think right off the bat, the Vivian as Donald Trump and Baga as Margaret Thatcher clearly were the front runners. Uh, they were really the brightest lights on the stage when it comes to performance and execution. The key to Snatch Game is not just the impersonation. You have to be able to go back and forth with Rue in any kind of tone or manner. Depend. You don't know what Rue is going to ask you or serve you. So you have to be able to stay in character and you know, communicate clearly and be funny. So I think those two stood out the most for me. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think those were the standouts. I think that like, honestly, I felt like with the snatch game in general, I thought it was like, I didn't think there was anybody terrible. Right. Well, let's, I was going to ask Stoney, what do you think, or who do you think is best supporting cast? Ugh. Best supporting cast. They did a good job, but they didn't shine quite as bright as uh, Viv or Baga. I would say probably Cheryl Hole was very good supporting cast. And probably, I don't know, I thought um, Blue Hydrangea was really good. Yeah, I was going to ask you because I know you guys are both fans of the Great Bit British Bake Off. I was wondering <laughs> if, like, you know, how accurate her portrayal was. Like, is she this, like, 
sexual deviant figure no. or like I think that, that's what made it so funny is because it actually was nothing like her. The but complete it, opposite. It just made it funny because I can't imagine her ever saying those things, but she said it like the way that Blue did it was that it was like she would bring up these like baking terms and then use it in a sexual way, which made yeah. it really funny. The fact that Blue whipped out Punani, like I was immediately transported back to Poetic Justice. Kiddos, <laughs> do your homework if you haven't seen that movie. And I just died. It was like, one, that is not what we hear when she's tasting amazing pastries on the Netflix show. <laughs> so it was just completely hilarious to me because it's just not who she is. Yeah. You don't want like anything sexualized with this woman, but like somehow blue made it sexualized and not gross. So that's good. Yeah. It was, it was still like tasteful. I thought it, and it was very funny because it was still very much in character. So blue surprised me. I would agree with those two supporting cast nods as well. Definitely. And then let's talk about the bottoms, I guess you could say. Those that were not shining bright like a diamond. Ooh, Riri, save him, girl. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I thought something Wong was at the bottom. But like, honestly, I was telling Jamal this that I don't think she was bad. It was just like, you know, you not funny. Like US drag <laughs> race, like on the snatch game you've seen some people that just like try to make jokes and they're just not funny they, they do fall not completely land. flat it's super awkward mm-hmm. i didn't feel like something was ever awkward about it it was just like i think she was honestly just portraying the actual like person here's and, where oh go ahead where you finished oh and i was just saying portraying that person but it wasn't like there was a bunch of funny jokes yeah and here's where i think something went wrong <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh. Um, <laughs> I think the character was there, but with Snatch Game, just like we were touching on a few minutes ago, you have to be able to sneak those jokes in there. So it's already very tough with that character because, okay, you know, with any of these characters, you know what they're known for, but you have to twist that persona mix it with yours and still respond in a way that makes Rue laugh. So I think that mannerisms and things like that were there, but the jokes just weren't there. Right. 100%. Like something did a really good job. The characterization was there for sure. Mm -hmm. Another person that would be at the bottom would be um, Crystal for doing Rue McClanahan. Yes. I think she just got kind of trampled and, and lost in the mix, really. I think Crystal got in her head because... Crystal's very good at being sassy and bitchy. So I think stepping outside of that box is much harder for Crystal. I mean, think back to the Downton Draggy, (laughs) like the most funniest moment was when she was on the couch (laughs) and whatever she said, but the way she looked into the camera and just delivered that line, that's full Crystal. And then fertilized, you know, that's full Crystal. (laughs) So (laughs) that wasn't here for Snatch Game even, unfortunately. It comes like natural to her, but I do think like so far in the performance acting challenges, she's had like good moments, but it's like she's not very like consistent. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. She had her thanks syphilis joke, but (laughs) yeah, that was about it. And come on. It's a golden girl. Like you have to make this huge. You have to. 
Right. And then the other one uh, would be Miss Julia Childs, Davina DeCampo. She just really, she faded in the back. <laughs> I think that, um, and I, clearly I can't speak for Davina because it's not like we're sisters or talk to each other. But I think that she got into her head when she started to see Baga doing Margaret so well. And that kind of tripped her up because, okay, she started off not super strong as Julia, but you could see it a little bit. And then it just kind of faded, just like you said, Seth. And haven't we seen Julia Childs a lot? I feel like we've seen her quite a bit. I think Milk did Julia Childs. Milk did Julia for sure. I can't remember anybody else. Okay. And Milk, I think, did really bad, if I remember right. (laughs) That was a a good example of someone falling flat in Snatch Game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was also wondering, like, oh, like, if Davina did Margaret Thatcher, would it have been better? But I honestly am not sure, just based on what she did with Julia Childs. To me, she just didn't seem, like, very quick-witted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, you know, quick, you know, with a quip to come back with. So having her be Margaret Thatcher, like, you know, I think we would have gotten the same energy. That's a, I would say that's a fair criticism. I want to give Davina a chance because I really think that she just got into her head and was definitely jealous about how things were going down and she let that impact her performance. So, but I, I mean, I can't disagree because who knows? We didn't get to see two Margaret, so we just don't know. We didn't. But Bagus was super funny with like the red devil eyes. Oh and, my like, gosh. <laughs> Looking like a hungry Twilight vampire with those eyes. <laughs> I know. I was like, is Margaret Thatcher a vampire? Like, what the hell? It's like if Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter was turned into a vampire and stopped wearing pink. Yeah. It was scary, girl. But she did a good job. And then honestly, like we have to totally like toot the Viv. She was like killing it as Donald Trump. Like she actually made Donald Trump kind of like likable. Oh my gosh, which you hate, right? As a viewer, it's like, oh my gosh, stop doing this so well. But it was so funny. The makeup. I was dying at the white eyes and just the commentary and interaction with the other characters. Completely hilarious. Shoot, shoot, Viv. I mean, with Donald Trump, like, obviously, we're, like, gross. Get off our screen. But I will say (laughs) the Vivian, like, the thing about the Vivian, not only did she get the impressions right, but she also got the personality. Like, the way that she went after Margaret Thatcher, you could totally (laughs) see Donald Trump being a total dick and just, like, being, like, you know, like, yo, you nasty bitch or whatever. Oh, yeah, completely. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And like the hand motions were <laughs> totally on point. Like the mannerisms were there. We got, yeah. like, you know, like all the references were, were put in. No collusion. <laughs> <laughs> China. <laughs> yeah, say what you want about the Vivian, but she's clearly done her homework numerous, numerous times she's shown us this. So she's clearly here to play. Absolutely. And then another thing to discuss before the runway is uh, the the ladies are talking about marriage equality in the break room oh, yeah. while they're getting ready for the runway looks. And um, so Davina was married or is married to her partner for seven years, I think she said so far. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cheryl is engaged and Crystal is engaged, I believe. Like the whole cast, I guess, is like married or engaged like 
I like props to you guys. <laughs> I know. Good on you, girls. Yes. But then it comes back to Blue Hydrangea because she was letting them know that, you know, gay marriage isn't legal in Northern Ireland. But I am happy to report as of around a week ago that, yes, it is legal to get married. Gay marriage is legal in Northern Ireland now. Yay. Congratulations, Blue. I like this moment because it's very easy to forget people don't have it the way you do in other parts of the world. Even if they're right across the yard, you have to be open to what else is going on in the world. And it's not like the girls are saying, Oh, we're married and you're not, it it wasn't anything like that, but it's very easy to forget. Other people are still experiencing these kind of things today in 2019. Definitely. And it's kind of like cool because, you know, obviously this was filmed, you know, probably six months ago or something like that. So now to be watching the show and for gay marriage to be legal in Northern Ireland is kind of like a happy story. (laughs) So that's cool. That's awesome. Maybe Rue and Michelle had a special meeting. I think they did. (laughs) I think they talked him into it while they were there taping. (laughs) All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we'll break it down on the runway. Yes. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming. We are going to continue this honest tea spill of the week with The Runway. Take it to the hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. Yes, hodgepodge. (laughs) Whip out your best Elmer's glue. Yes. (laughs) Let your whole body talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's a remix. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they introduce all of the special guests. The special guest for the runway is none other than Jerry Hollowell from the Spice Girls. Yes, Ginger Spice. Yes, Mama. I was just wondering if I could reenact her entrance line. Oh, go for it. And so they're like, oh, Jerry Hollowell. Hey, hey, Rue, uh, you look amazing. (laughs) 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 That's kind of how it went, right? It's like, where am I? How did I get tricked into this bullshit? <laughs> I have no personality. <laughs> I want to go back and put that on the um Instagram now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> because it was I was like, wow, she really doesn't want to be there. <laughs> That's the impression that I got. Oh no. See, I didn't get that impression, but now I want to rewatch and also be a little shady. So listeners go to at TFC Pod on Instagram and be shady with us. Yes, girl. So let's go ahead and get into the looks. First down the runway was Blue Hydrangea. What did you guys think of her? I thought it was fun. I like the idea of the giant eyeball, the concept of that. It's just them. I thought it was really cool. The makeup detail was pretty neat. The outfit, I don't want to be too picky. I probably would have done a different shoe. Otherwise, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I thought it was creative. I think um, it wasn't my favorite this week. I think I think it was definitely a safe look compared to everyone else's. I don't know. I just wasn't like really high on it. Like it's weird science, like post-apocalyptic to look however you say that word drag but so give me like lady gaga meat dress shoes or something to go with that you know make it gross okay well i really like blues 
<laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. I thought she was one of the top looks of the week for me. There were a lot, or not a lot, but there were several that were really strong. When I when she first came out, I was just like gasped. Like I was just like, <gasps> I was just like, what am I saying? This is like for her <laughs> so elevated. Yeah. You know, she t- brings up like the eyelid and you see an eyeball and then... I, it didn't click to me and as she got down the runway and we could see her more I'm like oh my god that's painted on her face yeah I thought that was really awesome I think like with the shoes listener I just I thought they were a little chunky maybe but it was a cool look I love categories like this yeah and I would say like honestly I don't want to like diminish her like I do think she was one of the higher tiers yes. of the looks I just didn't think it was like she wasn't my fave I guess is what I'm saying I, I liked her story too. I thought it was really cohesive and like played into her outfit and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. I agree. So next we have a bag of chips. What did you guys think about her look? Basic girl. What were you doing? What were you doing, Baga? What is this? I mean, I don't know. With Baga, <laughs> I love Baga and I don't mean to continue to rag on her. Go ahead. But you can't just go out on the runway and continue to do like karate chops and wear just like... <laughs> complete shit like she was doing gothy kendall but instead of the rar it was karate chops like it was gothy all i mean over this again. was not good girl this is bad well this was gothy with like too much confidence yeah and and i <laughs> was kind of like alluding to this at the beginning of the show where with her it's just like she gets away with so much like this didn't fit into yes. the category she didn't even try to make a story for her outfit and she just comes out throws a few cheeky looks you know comedy comedy pander pander and then she's gone yeah. and everyone's like oh my god a bag of chips i loved it it was fantastic <laughs> you should win an emmy Mm-hmm. And that basic ass makeup was called out. But if it were any other queen, I feel like Michelle would have had a lot more fun, like a cat and a ball of yarn with them. And see, that's what makes me so upset. This week, okay, the look was a little bit better, but I guess than the previous week. But last week just infuriated me because that whole challenge was you have to design something. And she designed like something that Vanessa Vanji got eliminated on on episode one. So Ooh. like mm-hmm. that was the basically same. It had like no shape to it whatsoever. Mm. So to me, she is just skating by on some of this stuff, which granted this week she did do really good on snatch game. So that makes sense why she was, she won or whatever, but I don't know. They need to like hold her a little bit more accountable on the yeah. runway because these are not good looks. They're actually quite bad. It's Scorpio season. I'm sorry. Like RuPaul, we need to do better because that look would have taken that win away from Baga. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was like a loose story about like having like fighting STDs or something like that. I don't know. But like, why didn't she have a lip liner on? Like that color lipstick was not good without a lip liner or lashes like give us some volume somewhere else like you have to at least put on a lash yeah it was strange all right to move on we have cheryl hole what did you guys think of her i like cheryl i thought it was very cool like futuristic pop princess but also i have these chemicals tied to me the way i do yeah like sexy bane (laughs) yeah oh yeah 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 uh very sherbert fantasy as well i like the colors yeah, I I liked it too. I I kind of put it up there, kind of like with um blue. I think blues was a little bit better, but to me it was just like it was cool, but it wasn't like my favorite. But it mm-hmm. wasn't bad either. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I really liked her makeup. I was 
pretty shocked I, when I saw her makeup. I was like, wow, like this is a really like crisp look. She can paint. Yes, girl. All right, next, let's discuss something long. What do you think? Uh, so I thought this was really cool when something came out, like the mask, like that whole concept. I thought it was awesome. Now, the judges did not like the leotard. It was a little basic, but I thought that the concept was very cool and that that should have done something. But, you know, clearly, like I said about blue in the shoes, I have to say the same thing about something like give us a little bit more, show us that imagination and really take it there. I liked how she did like the makeup on her face and stuff. And I get what she was like trying to do, but it was like a little basic compared to everyone else. I don't know. I felt like the judges might've been a little bit too harsh on her, especially after we just saw a bag of chips, just walk out and basically (laughs) wear complete crap. So (laughs) right. (laughs) At least something was giving you like a oops, I did it again moment with the red latex. Yeah. This was like, a challenge that like something needed to come out and wow the judges based off the like snatch game that she had, but she didn't. And that's was her downfall, mm-hmm. honestly. Right. I, I mean, I was really interested in her, in her story of her weird science. Like it was really interesting with yeah. the, the face and she takes off the face and then, you know, mm-hmm. they're like interchangeable, I guess it was just really interesting. The first yeah. time I watched it, I was like, Whoa, like what's happening? It was cool. Yeah, I agree 110%. We were very into it, the story. Yeah, for sure. All right, next we have Crystal. This was an interesting look. <laughs> this was very Mad Max. I was very scared for a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I quite picked up on the full scope of like what was happening on the mouthpiece until like the second watch. And uh-huh. I was like, who girl? <laughs> crystal goes for it like this is what you need to do like um it was one of my favorites just because it was so out of the box and i did like the mad max movies so that's where my mind went immediately it was like oh this is very cool i love the tool because it was bedazzled i love a bedazzled tool yeah I this was probably my favorite because it reminded me of just like a mutated person that and that was the challenge right it was like weird weird science science so like this is like an experiment gone wrong like this person like something happened to them I thought it was really cool the way that she had like the blade like going against the metal and Mm -hmm. creating the sparks so to me it was like very interesting too because it was something we haven't really seen on drag race it felt like more like dragula-esque rather than drag race so i thought it was um i don't know i thought it was really interesting i thought she did a really good job yeah and see michelle said that on judging the panel which we're not quite there yet but this point if when you think that it's big enough you have to go bigger and saying that you have to break out those Dragula skills that would have been perfect for this category like just take it all the way there yeah for sure like it was a really unique like high fashion sort of like insect look like she she really changed the contour of her face and Mm -hmm. I don't know I was there for it I liked it a lot I thought it was funny that she could have like trying to talk with a mouthpiece in though (laughs) (laughs) fierce mullet hair <laughs> for sure all right so last but definitely not least we have the vivian hey girl hey viv flower power flower power now the vivian did really good this week but let me say this this bodysuit it felt a little incomplete i think that maybe she spent way more time on her makeup which looked cool but 
all of the decoration and embellishments were up top. The shoulder piece, the kind of shoulder pads, I would have done some of that maybe on the leg that was so bare. Just kind of do some kind of simple outline to make the whole thing pop. But um, this was definitely better than Baga's look. Yeah, I think that was my problem with the look. Basically from like the hips, like at least like the right hip or left hip or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, down to the leg. It was just like there was nothing there. So I think that was my issue with it. I think the Vivian has a way of like, she just has like a presence to her. So it's almost like, I think the judges touched on that, but it's almost like she can wear anything and it. She still has that presence, which helps her. But I don't know. I felt like the look was kind of incomplete. It was just a brown bodysuit from the waist down. I guess. I mean, for me, this was another one that really stood out for me that I was really like, I, I think I also gasped when I saw her come out because I was like all this floral flowers moss all this stuff Mm -hmm. hanging off of her and I was just like whoa this is like really neat and like the way her face was painted and her nose was completely changed and Mm -hmm. I mean the body I will agree the bodysuit it didn't really fit that well but you know at the same time like I mean I don't know it's I mean it wasn't as quite as bad as some Ting Wong's like you know her um little whatever was going on (laughs) that it wasn't fitting her quite right but yeah i don't know i I really like the vivian's look i was enjoying her like mother nature sort of thing i like the concept i just know at this point and rupaul's drag race we know what they're gonna say and also we all kind of have our preferences on looks but i got the concept i love the story but i just would have done some more flowers down that leg or something her nose reminded me of like voldemort or planet of the apes yeah a mix of those two i really liked the little light up butterfly on her shoulder That was cool. I want one. Yeah, I thought that was like a cute idea. Of course, it doesn't really show on the cameras that well, but like up close, we could see it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. ooh, cool. I clocked that too. All right. So then we move back into the untucked room. And Davina, like we said earlier, is trying to reclaim her time. And she says that she needs to be heard more. And Baga's like, well, then be louder. Like, that's clearly her, like, MO. (laughs) Yeah. And I get what Davina's saying here. And I get what Baga is saying. But don't be a bitch about it. (laughs) And also, it was a rough week, Davina. So say what you need to say. But then, you know, let's try to take the steps to actually live by those words. I, I mean, I yeah, for sure, like, I kind of like that Davina was like, and I am talking, let me finish my sentence or whatever. Because, oh, no, I was living because say what you need to say. <laughs> right. I mean, I've had those moments in time, too, where it's like, I feel like a complete bitch for doing it. But at the same time, like, I'm so stressed out from, like, not getting to put my two cents in that I'm like, and mm-hmm. that was my turn. Like, I am talking. Listen to me. That's right. And sometimes you have to do that because people on the other end need to learn you can't just be loud all the time that shit's not professional it can it can be unprofessional because there's a time and a place right so we need to reel that in as well and let I people can get speak loud too what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's like you know we're all here we're all people like you know give time to other people like you know Baga like dominates all the talking heads and you know it's just like yeah we get it she's super funny but like there's other people on the show too yeah and um sure Davina can be bigger and louder but um you probably have an attitude if you had to deal with it too Baga we're all human 
Right. <laughs> so then uh, we move over to a something Wong to kind of wrap up the uh, the advice sort of thing. Viv was like, if you're safe, like you need to come back and just come at it with like the full force of like your presence. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, uh, I like that about the Vivian. She's a good cheerleader. She is a good cheerleader. She like definitely has her moments of like showboating and like all that sort of stuff. But then she's mm-hmm. also like, let me help you. She's like um a nice Cinderella stepsister. If there was ever a nice one, maybe it would be the Vivian. Yeah, for sure. Next, we find out who's in the top and who's in the bottom. So Viv and Baga win the challenge as we, you know, would expect. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that they both won because if Baga won solo, I was going to be pissed for the outfit mostly. I just want Baga to push her boundaries, but congratulations, ladies. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I thought it was really funny how they were like, oh, you're going to have to split the repeater badge because like that's been (laughs) such like a big moment for each queen like on the episode to be like, this is my repeater badge. And, And I just could totally see that like dividing them and making them argue but then I know, right? <laughs> but then eventually they gave them each their own. They should have totally had a cut like friendship bracelet style and they both get a half. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> oh man. So then we find out that something Wong and Crystal are in the bottom and they have to lip sync to spice up your life by the fucking spice girls hell yes i remember the day i bought this cd i actually had to ask my mom i was like did you and dad suspect anything because i played that cd all the time (laughs) (laughs) because i did drag to each spice girl while performing that track all the time next door in the bedroom yeah girl my gosh like as they were like announcing the lip sync song they're like and you'll be lip syncing to spice up your life and i was like holy shit (laughs) this is gonna be so good i was excited spice girls are one of my all-time favorite uh girl groups i'm like how did wow presents like afford the royalty check for this well that's (laughs) why there's no winning money yeah (laughs) that's true that's the real reason but yeah, that was a pretty good lip sync. I have to commend Something Wong for doing some of the uh, music video choreography during her yes. dances. I called that out when that was happening. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's the choreography. Yeah, I, I she did kind of fade into the background overall, though. I thought Crystal really brought it. Mm-hmm. Crystal has a... I don't know. I don't know how to describe her lip sync style because in the beginning I was just like, okay, I see it. I see the moment, but get off the floor. We have to start doing something. Where's our bedazzled fire crotch tool? Yeah. We need to do something, but she warmed up and they both did a good job. Thank goodness. Right. I wonder if she wanted to use the grinder in her performance, but they wouldn't let her. Lame. I know. They should have let her because that would have been badass. Yeah, it would have. (laughs) <laughs> I'd be so annoying. I'd be like, well, this wig is part of my outfit. Why why can I keep this on and not use my bedazzled fire crotch tool? Yeah, girl. Rude. <laughs> but yeah, in the end, Crystal was safe. And we see something Wong sashay away. Sad. Was anybody else hoping for a double save? I was a little bit, but I was, you know... 
I kind of knew it was her time. She had been kind of floundering in the competition as much uh. as, you know, everyone loves her. She has like the best personality and is amazing. You know, she's an amazing drag queen. Just it wasn't, you know, there was she hadn't kind of redeemed herself. So, yeah. Yeah, I was very sad to see her go, though. Like, I totally think she should be Miss Congeniality, and, like, she was for sure the heart of season one. Ooh, good Congeniality um, pick. I agree. I'm going to second that and manifest that. I love Something Wong. I thought she had some, like, really unique looks to the season. Like, I feel like she really thought outside the box on some of her looks, and I don't know, I really appreciated her. Yes, for sure. And you know who else really appreciated her? Jerry Hollowell, who took the time to go backstage when she was eliminated. I think that was so sweet. I would just, I would fall and cry on the floor. I know. I was like, I appreciate her now so much more because like nobody else had to do that, but she chose to go back there. So. And it was such a sweet moment. It was such, such a sweet moment. I liked it. Yeah, it really was. Like it was so cute. It was really funny. The size difference between the two. <laughs> I thought yeah. that too. It's like this damn Britney boots got her way up here and Jerry's way down here. Yeah. It's like fee fi fo I like Jerry Hollowell. <laughs> but um yeah, no, it was great. It was like such a touching moment. And I was so happy that like something Wong got that. She definitely seemed overwhelmed and like didn't know what to say. Um mm-hmm. but it was cute. Yes. Best of luck, something. I know you're going to do great things for us. Yes, I saw she put out a song. So everyone go look for that and download it. All these queens have music. I need to make a playlist. Yeah, if you wait till the end of the show, you can make like a whole like moment. (laughs) Tell me something, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, girl. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, that was episode four. We are going to go ahead and switch gears and get into some hot trade. Yes, bring on the cakes. Trade. All right, you guys, welcome back to the sexiest segment in all of podcast history, Trade. Ooh, Trade. It's that time again, Trade. Yes, girl, we are back to talk about all the hot men's and possibly women's and everyone in between, of course. The non binary Our non-binaries. There you Yes, girl. So uh, which one of you guys would like to talk about your hot trade? Um, I'll go first this week since I had to scramble to find my trade. <laughs> Uh-oh, girl. <laughs> I kind of forgot that I needed to have this prepared. So Mess. sorry, I didn't know this would be happening today. <laughs> Mess. So I just pulled this out of thin air out of somebody that I remembered <laughs> all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> My trade's name is Anthony Douglas, and he was on Big Brother Canada Season 7. Ooh, good choice. I think he did really well. I don't remember because I didn't watch the season. Um, But (laughs) womp womp. He is a model, and he's, um, I think you remember him, don't you? Yeah. Deep trade right here. (laughs) Yeah, so he's, um, I don't know, Canadian, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. He's 
the self-described poutine poppy. He's poutine poppy, and he's a plus-size supermodel. Oh. Oh. Wow. Maybe he is a big brother. <laughs> Can I call him Thickums? Thickums. Look, look at those Grady sweatpants, though. Oh, tis the season. Yes, mama. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone go follow Anthony Douglas on Instagram. You won't be disappointed if you want poutine poppy. (laughs) Oh, poutine poppy. Oh. (laughs) What has this show become? I don't know. Sorry. I'll do better next week. Hot mass express. (laughs) Yes, girl. Ooh. Well, Jamal, why don't you tell us about your sexy poutine poppy? Ooh, we're going to go into plural zone this week. I've got a couple for y'all. Oh. Ooh, we're in an open relationship. Yes, poppies, poppy. Yes, (laughs) the poutine poppies. Oh, no. Okay, so my trade is Spence Loves Lulu on Instagram. It's couple Spencer and Lucas. First of all, props to that handle. It's clever. It's cute. It's simple. It's not over the top. It's not screaming. Look at me. I'm Insta happy with my man. I appreciate this. They're just super simple, everyday dudes, um, classically handsome. They have some cool photos, some shirtless, of course. Um, One has an awesome beard. I think they take cool pictures. So new follow, been following him for about a week. And I think they're just totes adorbs together. Cute. Yes, girl. One of them's painting pictures of fish. I'm into it as long as they just keep painting the fish. Yes, girl. I'm just thirsting over these two menses. I know. Imagine what those sessions are like. Oh, they both have cute senses of style. Yeah, right? I'm into this one. This is a lot less scary than last week. Thank you, Jamal. Leave my (laughs) Disney Prince trade alone. (laughs) Hey, people on Twitter did say that he gave off high school bully vibes. Listen, as long as he's making out with me after he does that, it's fine. Girl, that sounds like a toxic relationship. I'll pay for the therapy later. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. White Peters aren't cool. (laughs) Whatever. Well. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess I'll talk about my trade now. (laughs) We're so good at this. So so my trade is someone hopefully I haven't picked before. Uh, It is Owen Lindbergh. And he is a actor model. Uh, he posts lots of sexy shirtless pictures with his chiseled abs. Oh, we like those. Yes. Um, he, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Seth's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, he cute. Next. Well... <laughs> If you want to get into the real tea, honey, um, I was doing some research <laughs> for the show late one night. Uh-oh. And um, I... And this was after I followed Owen on Instagram, by the way. I was later research late at night. Um, I had a candle lit. I, I had just finished churning the butter and... <laughs> <laughs> You know, just making sure that the linens were washed. Uh, but I, I came across an adult film so I, uh, with this person in it. Oh, interesting. It was like, wait, did I just follow this person? 
Ooh, I like this story. Yeah, and like the title of this adult film, I uh, was like supermodel something. Like it was, str- it was a heterosexual s- adult film. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but I do have to say, now that I've seen it, that booty is on point, Ooh. and the drick is nice. Ooh, cake patrol. Also, his abs, I feel like, are going to like hurt someone. <laughs> Yeah, girl, you could grind down the sharpest tool into a dull mess. Those abrasive abs. Yeah, they're very violent. (laughs) (laughs) They're registered as a lethal weapon. (laughs) But um, yeah, classic all-American look here. Yeah, girl. So that's Owen. I don't know. He doesn't look familiar, so I don't think he's a repeat trade. Good choice. (sighs) What a week on trade. <laughs> Poutine poppies, are you back? Uh-oh, standby. Oh, here he is. Are you guys here? You see We're here? here, yes. Poutine poppies are back. Sorry, no. technical difficulty. <laughs> I know. I think, like, the abs couldn't, like, it used all of our data. <laughs> the abs heard you talking about them. <laughs> it was, like, in order for it to load on my phone, it, like, sucked up all the data. <laughs> they called on their powers of catch, and they're like, this place is about to blow. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. between that and poutine poppy it's just too much yeah too much hotness <laughs> this whole thing shut down <laughs> all right you guys well i think we should just end this before shit really hits the fan <laughs> yes remember to leave us five star reviews tell your friends about us at tfc pod on all social media thanks for coming podcast.com check us out Yes, girl. And if you're into listening to podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race by cis men that were never stars on RuPaul's Drag Race, feel free to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Yes, gaga. And we'll be back next week reprising our roles as cis men in in a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. I think we made our point. So until next week. Bye. 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 Frittati. <laughs> poutine poppy. Bye. <laughs> oh, wait. Did you say poutine poppy? Frittati. Oh, that's oh. what I thought you said. Okay. I was like, well, that was so random. <laughs> Frittati. <laughs> Picture the t-shirt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was perfect. <laughs>